the real action. All right, welcome back to the second technical episode of the Sycamore Saints podcast. Uh, obviously, you know, just like we do, it has already been over a week since the last episode. Um, but, you know, like we said in the first episode, we're not going to be putting a you know a specific time frame on whenever we're going to post. We're just going to kind of post whenever we can because we are all extremely busy. But funny enough, Victor was in your living room, Ethan, last time whenever we recorded the podcast. Yes. Uh, and now he's here with me. He's actually... I'm a ghost. I just yeah yeah he's pretty much he's gonna be town 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 town. floating around yeah, yeah exactly um but just a nomad this has been a week of um uh, of some quality nba news and i don't think we can go to any topic without talking about uh what happened with steph curry and what he's been doing these these last few games yeah so i mean like four or five days ago uh, it seemed like the narrative was is steph curry what we envisioned he was, you know, it's like an all-time great Pantheon player. Everybody knows he's, you know, probably the best shooter of all time with what he can do um, off ball and the cutting and what he does to an offense and he can just shoot it from anywhere. But it seemed like about a week ago that the comparison was begging to be made between can Steph Curry carry a team, like being what we think he is, can he carry a team the way we expect a LeBron James to carry a team all the way to the end? Um, Though he's kind of, taken that narrative and made it um, not really a knock against him. I mean, he's averaging 33 points a game after like he scored 60, which is or 61, which was his career high. And then he scored 38 or something like last night or the night before to carry to a win and a 20 point comeback win against the Clippers. Yes. So that would, that, that's also very notable. Once again, the Clippers. Uh, right. And it's kind of like a, it's one of those questions that like, did the Warriors win that game or did the Clippers lose that game? <laughs> I think, I think we all know the answer to that question, but we can, we can move on. But, I mean, it's probably both. It's probably both. Um, yeah. But uh, um, yeah. What do you guys think? What, what are you in comparing LeBron to Steph Curry and the, the whole narrative of can they carry a team? Is there a comparison to be made or what are your thoughts? Well, I, I mean, I definitely Steph Curry is a force to be reckoned with, uh, but I feel like he needs some role players for him to be uh, championship material. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and LeBron has proven that he doesn't need a team around him to be championship material. So he's he's in the different uh, echelon. But he is in a different category than Steph Curry. But I will say this roster is. Um, I, I think a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Um, I know Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre are underperforming for what their career totals are. Um, but this for is a sure. lot better than a lot. <laughs> yes. This is a lot better um, of a roster than a lot of the teams LeBron brought deep into the playoffs. For sure. Um, that, that 2018 Cavs team. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Love was a shell of himself. Not, not the old Kevin Love that we're used to seeing. Um, and then who was the third best player after that? Was it was it J.R. Smith? Jay Crowder. <laughs> Jay Crowder, <laughs> Tristan Thompson, like literally like a bunch Parkson. of washed players, you know, nobody players. Um, and so I'm not ready to put Steph Curry in the same category as LeBron James, but I think everybody has Steph Curry in the category of being uh, an all-time great. Uh, and so he should absolutely, there's no excuse for him not to make the playoffs with this roster, especially now that Draymond Green is back and we see what kind of impact he has on the roster. 
Yeah, my first thought is LeBron James, his the tools that he brings to the table can compensate for not having other players. Like his size and his playmaking, he can he can play one through five. Um, and when you when you have that on your team, it doesn't matter as much who you know two yeah. through five is. Whereas Steph Curry, he's very stuck in his role because of his size. Mm-hmm. He can't do certain things. So if he doesn't have other threats to uh, that allow him to move, that keep him from being triple doubled all the time, um, he you know he kind of gets stuck. Which was exactly you know, my opinion until he started going lights out. You know, kind of like James Harden was doing last season, or what we've seen Dame do. Mm-hmm. Um, which which actually is another question that I have for you guys. How do you compare? how do you compare Damian Lillard to Steph Curry in terms of legacy or performance or just general respect? In terms of legacy, I think Steph Curry, I, I think it's Steph Curry could retire today. Um, you know, I, he could retire today or play for the next five years. I don't think it's going to affect his legacy that much. I think his legacy is kind of set. I think a lot rides on the, the next few years for Dame. If he wants to leave an all time, you know, if he wants to be an all time great player that everyone remembers, not like a Brandon Roy where you know, obviously he was a good player on the Blazers, but no one's going to remember him as an all-time great. And that's that's this thing that Dame is struggling with. Well, I think they're very comparable, but the problem with Damian Lillard is that he didn't win championships. Like, yeah. he wasn't the spotlight. He wasn't the number one jersey to be sold in the, in the nation. And, uh, and, and Steph Curry has a personality about him. He's a family guy. He's charismatic. He's a very likable person. Um, and, and kids look up to that. Damian Lillard, he was... He doesn't have that presence that Curry has, and also he never won a championship. He's been in a championship team facing LeBron and just smearing LeBron from one year after the next, which is an amazing narrative to have. Right. Uh, he doesn't have that, unfortunately. And it's not so much because of him, because I feel like their talents are comparable. Yeah, I believe Steph is a, a step up when it comes to shooting, but their game is definitely comparable. They're smaller guys. They shoot amazing. Um, but... Uh, I will say, though, I, I don't think Dame gets enough respect. Um, he genuinely is one of the greatest shooters of all time. Uh, and I don't think that comes out of a lot of people's mouths. Uh, him and CJ are uh, shooters of all time. Yeah. He's, he's hit several game winners in the playoffs. You know, the problem is his role players, the guys around him are not performing like <laughs> you don't have Draymond, you don't have Thompson, and you don't have Kate, um, Kevin Durant with you yeah. so it's uh it's a crippling now it's comparable Damian Lillard and that's maybe why we even associated the two together because now they're kind of in similar circumstances amazing yeah. shooters amazing backcourt a, a couple of good solid guys but the rest is not as, as great as, as them so it's now championship is almost off the table they can get to yeah. the playoffs but they can't expect to win the championship with what they got right now yeah my my two thoughts are one um if Steph Curry goes out in the first round, he's obviously going to be much closer to a Damian Lillard type player than a LeBron James type player in terms of just narrative. Sure. Um, but the other part of it is like, I heard Stephen A make the point that, um, and I'm sure Jacob, you've seen the video where he talks about how, you know, Damian Lillard is an all-time great player. He's a hall of famer, but he's no Steph Curry. And, and the, evidence that he cites for that is that Steph Curry has been averaging over 40% from three for like 10 years, whereas career. Did it for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. So in terms of just efficiency and consistency, Damon or Steph Curry's had it, but to go off your point, Victor, the role players, Steph Curry, he's had more opportunity to have open shots because he was draft like the year after he was drafted, they had um, 
Clay. And then like two years after that, they had Draymond. You know, they started winning. They had all these amazing veterans that were like, you know, Iguodala or, you know, John Livingston. Right. That, that gave yeah. them open shots. Like, like Steve Kerr that was under the influence of uh, Popovich. Mm-hmm. Right. And played with Michael and all this. So he's had open shots. He's had plays that were drawn up for him. Whereas Damon Lillard's been out there just playing street ball. <laughs> and and he had this uh, this seven-foot monster named Kevin Durant on his team for three years. So that's... Right. So I, I would imagine there might be a stat for it, but I would be pretty confident that... Damon Lillard has had to endure much more, uh, many more double teams than Steph has in his career, which means you're not going to hit as many shots. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's going to be well, interesting. You know, this season plays out. Also, I feel like uh, the, well, I feel like to credit, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking <laughs> Steph Curry. Steph Curry. <laughs> hey, this this is not juice, gentlemen. <laughs> Steph Curry. He, I feel like he opened it's the floor. It's noon, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he opened the floor more than most, any player has ever done. Mm. Giving like six feet behind the three-point line and actually making it and being a threat back there, he opened the floor more. So that's a game changer. And most guys were like two feet behind it, the max. Mm-hmm. And, and But he, Seth Curry has basically showed, I could be like dribbling it up and I could just jump and shoot from five feet from the three-point line and still make it so, right you gotta respect it yeah it was it was it's a game changer so would you guys would you put uh or would you rather put steph and dame in a category together or would you rather put steph and Kyrie in a category together i'd rather to me dame and steph are much closer than a steph and Kyrie comparison sure. even in terms of legacy yeah, well yes absolutely because regardless of inability like you know if you've won championships before or general pedigree being the best player on a winning team is a fundamental part of your legacy and Damian Lillard has that Steph Curry has that Um, LeBron James has it you know you go down the line James Harden is someone and we've talked about this before Jacob but James Harden for everything you would say about him and any criticism you have he's been the best player on winning teams and you can't say that about Kyrie Irving he has not once been the best player on a winning team. So for me, I couldn't um, in good conscience put him on the same level as a... Well, he was the best player against when he played for the Celtics every... Well, not really. They didn't do anything he was, with it. He was the best player, but when they were winning, <laughs> yeah. he wasn't on the team. That's that's true. Literally, like, they, whenever he was on the court, they were losing. Whenever he was injured sitting on the side, they started winning and actually having chemistry. Right. Um, and there is something to say about what's happening right now. Um, you know, I guess this is a chance for a transition, but with uh, with what's happening on the Nets, they had a really solid start with a really solid defense. Um, and now it seems like they're, they're not even trying to guard the three point line. Um, and, and they've lost, uh, I want to say, three out of, out of their last four. Or yeah, three, three for four. Something like that. Um, you know, even regardless of KD being out, that team is good enough to win a few games, especially when the team right across the pond, the Knicks are kind of kicking everyone's asses. Uh, that's kind of a really bad look on Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Knicks and Nets comparison, the Knicks, everyone came into the season expecting them to be trash and everyone had the Nets as title contenders. So going into our expectations, if both teams are around 500, one is winning, one's losing in terms of narrative. Um, but the thing about the Nets, 
that we all saw coming, and I think everyone here was in agreement that it's we were looking forward to it, <laughs> is that the off the court stuff was going to come into play. Um, with if you have Kevin Durant who's out quarantining because of uh, some New Year's party or something, your best player is Kyrie. Irving. He needs to be on the court for you. Um, if you signed a max deal like that, you're expected to go to work um, and play. And if you have personal reasons, that's fine. But you need to communicate that. And I think the only reason it's open to criticism is that. He didn't show up for the game, right? Then the whole game goes through. They end up winning the game, luckily, for Kyrie. So the narrative would be much worse if they lost the game. Thanks to Joe Harris. Right. Um, they go through the game, and then um, their coach, Steve Nash, is asked about Kyrie's absence. And Steve Nash, being you know respectable and professional, said that he can't comment on it because it's listed as personal reasons that he hadn't had a chance to talk to Kyrie yet. And for obvious reasons, if you think that through, that doesn't make any sense how would the coach not know it's kind of like like if i'm if i have a personal reason i can't go to work i'm gonna text my boss or call my boss say hey you know obviously wouldn't tell the media or anything like that um, as if the media would care for me but um, my point is that if Kyrie is texting steve nash you would think that you'd let him know hey i've got an issue with my family or something there's a reason i can't mm-hmm. show up today <clears throat> you would have at least had a conversation with him. So you don't just text your coworkers. Yeah, it's disrespect all, all the way. It's basically, it's basically telling you guys, I'm out. You guys got this. I'm your leader. So I don't even have to include the guy who's supposed to be your leader. It, it's, a, it's a bad move. But I, will, I think it goes even beyond that. Because when they're in the fourth quarter and you're watching these Nets games, I was talking with Victor about this last night, but – Kyrie is obviously the point guard, so he's going to be the one bringing the ball up the floor the majority of the time. But this motherfucker is not even yeah. looking at KD. Like, like KD is bar none the best player on the team. He's running around like KD's a role player, not looking to pass at all. Um, and you saw what happened whenever um, – I think it was two games ago, KD's last game before he had to sit out because of the COVID tracing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both had an opportunity to make game winners. Kyrie took the first shot, missed it. KD was just happy to get that rebound and take that shot because he hadn't, he, he's not getting the, the same touches in the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, and obviously, I know it's the beginning of the regular season. I'm sure it's not too big of a deal for them right now, but down the line, closer to playoff time in the first round, second round, uh, that it's going to be a different tone for KD because KD is going to expect that ball in his hand the last minutes of the game, which absolutely, I don't think anyone except for Kyrie would, uh, would disagree with that. Right. Um, but that, that needs to be addressed because that's, that's, well, that's Pandora's box. Is. That's the competition you had with LeBron James. He thinks he's the best on the team. And that's, he's just like a spoiled little kid that his mommy always told him, you got this, sweetie, you're the best. You're going to make it. And, then, <laughs> right. and, and now he always thinks he's the best burning his sage before every game. He, <laughs> he's some guru of basketball. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the issue though, is that, KD isn't the type of personality to really put Kyrie in his place as mm-hmm. much as LeBron would. LeBron is almost the same reason why Dwight Howard got in line with the Lakers this last season. How LeBron's just not going to put up with your shit. Uh, LeBron doesn't KD have to say will. anything. LeBron doesn't have to say anything. His performance is enough to show the whole NBA he's the best in the league. KD can't do the same when you know there's a LeBron out there. So, yeah. yeah. And I also think just the locker room stuff matters like LeBron James. And you hear all the stories um, from all the teams he's been on. He's just a team guy. He organized movie nights. He's in the locker room. He's talking to people. He's buying gifts. He's just, 
He treats Always everybody. Dinners. It's a community awesome. thing. And it makes sense the way he plays. He plays like a Magic Johnson. So he, he, it's important to him to have his teammates be confident and, and know their role. Kyrie doesn't give a shit about that. Kevin Durant, I'm sure, is a team guy. I mean, he's a, he, he's a great player. But I don't think he has the same off-the-court presence like a LeBron James has. So if a Kyrie younger in his career is with a LeBron, LeBron's going to have that in check, um, at least to a degree. At this point in everybody's career, I don't know if a KD or a Steve Nash is in a position to check Kyrie. That's fair. Um, and I, I, I want to add Steve Nash even in on top of that. Uh, the fact that Kyrie didn't feel the need to text Steve Nash about it just says the lack of respect um, or the lack of power that Steve Nash rather has in that organization. Um, right. That if you can't keep your, obviously Katie and Kyrie got him hired, which I'm sure is a huge part of that, which is probably why it's a little bit of a power struggle. Well, well um, specifically uh, just to add to that, KD got him hired. That's KD's guy worked with him in the Warriors. KD is the best player of that team. That was the reason they got hired. Uh, but continue. Well, yeah. Well, like the fact that Kyrie didn't text him. I mean, that I, I don't even know what could happen with that situation. Um, it, it really is. And, and we are less than 10 games into the season. I mean, it's still early and we're seeing all these little signs that something is a little weird. And it just concerns me for a team that expects to make the finals this year or next year. If this was a normal job, that guy would be fired a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is he brings so much uh, attention from fans like us. We're talking about him right now. Well, he's the greatest ball handler in NBA yeah, history. And he's just, his game is so flashy and attractive that even though he's not a LeBron or he's, he doesn't conduct himself professionally, he's still damn mass attractive. After, for me, after Kawhi Leonard, he's my second favorite player the way he plays i mean i i can't blame you for that i mean he is yeah he's probably the most entertaining player in the league to watch um so i say what you will and i will add um apparently or zach Lowe reported that according to the team they're all just kind of giving him his, his space it's not an issue yet you know as to why he didn't show up um but it's definitely something to monitor moving forward what did rob Lowe say just kidding. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, so we definitely need to talk about the Wizards. In the first episode, in my predictions, I think we both had them in the playoffs. Uh, just because you see the pure scores in Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Um, Are we recording and, this? Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Is this part of the podcast? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they are two and eight to start the season. Uh, Bradley Beal scored 60 points in a loss. Um, I, I, I don't even know what to say about this team. I, they're definitely not going to make the playoffs. They've, they've lost too much momentum. Well, the Wizards had now have Westbrook, right, from the Rockets? Yes. That's why. That's the problem right there. <laughs> this guy is, should be a professional uh, gym coach. He's amazing. He's got stamina. But when it comes to basketball, yikes. He's very uh and this is uh Kobe compared himself once like yeah he's got the Kobe he's got the mama mentality like he goes well, he up does. there and he puts game seven every time yeah and it's admirable so your average crackhead <laughs> <laughs> like having energy and, and being able to, to to have the stamina to last till the end doesn't mean shit if you're down by 30. yeah when you're yeah when you play games that you're like three for 18 like yeah 
or like, yeah, maybe you scored 30 points, but you cost the team so many losses that yeah. even though your numbers are good, <laughs> when you see how many you missed, you wasted so many possessions. Absolutely. Yeah. And I used, whenever he was on the Thunder, um, even on the Rockets a little bit, but I don't really care for him on the Rockets, but especially on the Thunder when he was averaging a triple double, I used to defend that saying that he was, you know, obviously chasing the triple double, but doing it for the team, trying to make it in winning efforts. But seeing what's happening on the Wizards, uh, he's had several triple doubles and losses. Um, it's, I think it's very clear. I don't think he's trying to win a championship anymore. I, there's, there's something that seems off about him and, and, and different. He's not as athletic. He's not drawing as many fouls. He's not going to the free throw line as much. Um, it, it seems like he's he's more worried about his individual stats than uh, than actually winning games. I mean, clearly, we see the the two and a record that these guys have had, and uh, it, it's just concerning. I, I don't know what's going to happen with this team, especially. I feel so bad for Bradley Beal. <laughs> this dude is a bona fide baller. Uh, you know, not too deep into his prime. Um, they he, he needs to get out of Washington. Yeah, well, uh, so going into the season, I was, um, yeah, I've never been that high on Russell Westbrook, but I think Bradley Beal's great. And if you're combining in the East an elite score in Bradley Beal and an elite passer like Russell Westbrook, how can that not at least make the playoffs in the in the East? At least know? be a six, seven, eight seed, like right, easy. Like, how does that not happen? Yeah. Um, but you know, to to talk about what you said, Jacob, about Russell Westbrook and his motivations. I think for Russell Westbrook, he has only been elite in the NBA playing the way he plays. And to ask him to change, you know, mentally, I don't think that's something he can do. When he sits on the court, that's how he makes a difference. It's how he won his MVP, you know. He, for him to suddenly slow it down and just be a passer, in his head, would take away from his greatness. Um, unfortunately, that's what would need to happen in order for the Wizards to actually win some games. And this, this this guy needs to get a jump shot. He's it's well, too it's late in his career. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying is that if he would have planned out his career better, his athleticism we see this year is already going down. Um, this guy is shooting less than thirty percent from the three. He can't make a single jump shot to save the entire world. And the and he goes for it like he's Kobe. It, shooter's gonna <laughs> like, shoot. End of like, the game, yeah. Shooter's gonna shoot. <laughs> like he goes for it. Like and do, the, do you know the level you're at? Yeah, like I still think in his head he thinks he deserves to take the last shot in the game rather than Bradley Beal. Oh, and you can watch it happen. Like a, yeah. a defender will yeah. sag off him. It'll be like, oh yeah, bitch, watch this, and then just break. <laughs> Shoots with such confidence high. too. Shoots with such confidence. Yeah, it's almost like wow. You're delusional, my friend. Oh, for sure. Does that say more towards uh, the Wizards, or does it say, you know, if the Wizards don't make the playoffs, is that more on the Wizards, or is it more of uh, the East being stronger than it typically is? Which, that is something to note. It, it Well, yes, it's something to note, but it's definitely 100% on Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I mean, at least this far in the season. I mean, Bradley Beal's doing what he can do. I mean, I just, you can't score 60 points in a loss and be like, well, that guy's to blame, unless he shoots like 20% from the field, which he's not. Yeah, and they, they, these guys need to defend. They, they, I don't know what needs to happen with these guys, but they're they're not guarding anything. They're just letting other teams get what they want. They're just hoping that they're going to outscore the other team. Right. Uh, and that's that's not how you want a game <laughs> at all. Uh, so now they are at the bottom of the East. So the Knicks are also doing better than these guys. 
So beautiful. Put that out there. Uh, but I, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, it wasn't going to be a super long episode. We just wanted to cover some of the, some of the basic topics. Uh, obviously we'll, we'll be back in the coming week. Uh, hopefully we'll, we won't wait an entire week before the next one, but, uh, but this video is actually officially on YouTube. Uh, the first couple episodes were not, but we figured it out. I moved my entire setup into the living room so that I could connect my computer with the ethernet cable. So we actually made it through a podcast without it cutting out for once oh so, yes so we, i think yeah, we finally the, figured it out the professionalism is real yeah but, uh, he oh froze. dude he dude just froze. He, he just froze for a split second the last so i will be in austin next weekend so maybe we can actually do a like all three of us in person do a podcast together i can bring my equipment i think that'd be fun yeah um so yeah i guess uh i guess we will be seeing you guys in the next one this has been the third episode of the sycamore saints podcast with uh victor ethan and jacob so uh we'll, we'll catch you next time take care later guys. later